Hey, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. This is your host, Jim Cockrum. And today I've got a couple guests who are coaches with our coaching program. They've been in our community quite a while. They made the leap from relying on an income from a corporate job that Larry had to being completely online. Their family of seven, their sole source of income was from their internet-based opportunities that they learned around here. They started out as proven Amazon course students. They grew their business over time. Larry made the leap. And today we're going to talk about that transition from relying on a corporate income to relying on an internet-based income and some of the challenges and strategies that they used. Things like you know what they do about health insurance. That comes up today. Some of the very rubber meets road type of discussions that you might have in your family if and when you start to make that transition. So sit back, enjoy today's episode with Larry and Sue Pruitt. And also before I jump over there, one last reminder, these guys are coaches on our team. If what they're saying today resonates with you and you're thinking to yourself, hey, I wouldn't mind working with these guys, give us a call. Jump over to jimcockramcoaching.com. We love connecting the great people in our community like you with the great coaches who have proven that they love people, they love teaching, and they know what they're talking about because they're succeeding. That's who our coaches are. We love making that connection. So if that sounds interesting to you after checking out today's episode, give us a shout and either Larry and Sue or one of the other dozens of great coaches on our team will be there to help walk you through the stages of going from wherever you are now to where you should be growing an online business. Well, with that introduction, Let's jump over and talk to Larry and Sue Pruitt. So Larry and Sue, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. It's been a while. It, it has been a while. Thanks so much for having us back on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, last episode was number 62. So it's been a bit. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, here, here we are in the 220, 30-somethings. It's, it's pretty incredible. Time flies, but certainly a lot has happened since then. And I would encourage listeners, you know, go back and listen to that episode because it was a great episode. And the theme back then, if I remember correct, was kind of doing business together. Because Andrea and I did an episode, my wife, where we talked about, you know, I'm the guy that does the business, she does the homeschool, and that's one model. And then you guys kind of have integrated it all in. And funny enough, we we both have about the same size families, kids about the same ages, you know. So it's a nice contrast of a couple different ways to do life uh, with your spouse. And your kids right there with you. But yeah, I'd love to hear what's happened since then and just fill us in in your own words, how business is going and, and maybe share some strategies, some lessons learned along the way. It's just, it's really good to have you guys back. Yeah, well, we really appreciate it. Yeah, two and a half years. And so a lot has happened. A lot's going on. Um, you know, the roller coaster ride continues on and, and it's a fun ride though. Uh, but yeah, last year, about a year and a half ago, I ended up getting sick. I had pneumonia. Uh, fractured a vertebra in my back. I was coughing so violently. And uh, and so I was down for quite a while. It uh, became a real strain on our business. But the major lesson that we learned from that is that we hadn't built out our team as well as what we need to. Mm-hmm. And so we are still working on that right now. Um, matter of fact, our 18-year-old daughter is downstairs training our newest prepper and shipper. <laughs> And uh, so that's kind of neat right there because she's kind of heading up that team. So so as we're recording this episode, you've got an, your 18-year-old downstairs training your next yes. new hire. That's wonderful. I love that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So fortunately, the Lord just has taken care of us, though. Uh, I even took a temporary job for a short amount of time, about three weeks. And, uh, and he provided that way. 
And um, just, we were just very fortunate though. I didn't have to give this up or anything like that. It was just a, kind of a temporary blip and things are right back up to where we want them now. So, mm-hmm. and growing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. So what would you say, Sue, is working best right now for you guys? Well, one of the things that we've done is, you know, we love the idea of multiple streams of income, but that was a message that resonated with us from the beginning. Uh, but I would say the mistake that we made was trying to do too much all at once. Mm. So now I talk about spinning plates and you got to get one spinning really good before you start the next one. And we were trying to start too many at a time. So we, we kind of narrowed things down. So now we run four businesses and that seems to be comfortable for us. And now that we're building out our team, it's going to be even more comfortable (laughs) for us. And um, so, yeah, like Larry said, we learned a lot of lessons, you know, we have all along through this. And last year, the big lesson was we got to build our teams up. And so um, it took us a little while. We kind of tend to be people who like to have all our ducks in a row before we take the leap. <laughs> well, one of us is. <laughs> the listeners may pick up on a little bit of that from episode number 62, some of the conversations we had about Larry making the leap full time, right? Right. Right. Yes, absolutely. So, yeah. It has been. And, and one of the, the big joys for us is being able to be able to represent you with the coaching program. And we've been coaches now for... This has been a couple of years, mm-hmm. um, and we really enjoy that. And matter of fact, yesterday uh, we were on with a brand new student. He's, I mean, brand new. He's never sold a thing online or anything. And so I just asked him. I said, "What you know? Why do you want to do this?" And he said he kind of went through his background of his corporate job, his wife's job. That they've got a couple of young kids, not spending quality time with the kids. And he just said, "There's got to be a better way to do life." And I wow. just melted my heart. You know, I thought <laughs> that's exactly why we do what we do and why we, uh, why we spend our time doing the coaching and helping people. Yeah. And uh, I love hearing that. I mean, you know, it, it used to be Jim Cockrum coaching used to be Jim Cockrum coaching. Like it was a me. <laughs> and it's been so long since I played that role. Just, you know, I'm running a, a, a running an entire organization, dozens of coaches and you know, multiple brands being represented at higher level masterminds and such that I really sometimes miss that feet on the ground, like, welcome to the community. Hey, how can I help you? What's your story? You know, I just don't get a lot of those moments. So hearing that you guys are doing that, you know, representing very well the brand of what we've built. It's far bigger than me at this point of there is a different way to do life. I love that. And yeah, that that's what we love doing around here. You know, we're not pursuing the internet for the intention of, for the purposes of, I want to build a business online. It's about the lifestyle you're trying to achieve. And if you can do that, the best tool is the internet. If you want to, if that's your goal is to have that lifestyle, the best tool is the internet because you can be home, you can be anywhere, you can be with your family. And I just love seeing those kind of people come into our community and take advantage of what we teach around here. Yeah, I'm glad you shared that. It surprises me quite often just how far removed I've become from that. Like, man, I just want to take on a few coaching clients again (laughs) because it's so rewarding to see someone go through that journey. Mm -hmm. It really is. It really is. And that I know you've talked about bringing dads home and that being such a passion. And sometimes, uh, you know, we've talked about bringing mom home and then bringing dad home or whatever, however that works out. Uh, but that's been something, you know, Sue is the master of how, how she planned out for me to come home. Uh, if people, you know, if they, if they hear episode 62, they'll hear that I gave a six month notice for my day job. And so 
we we kind of said that's our deadline. You know, we're gonna we're gonna start this Amazon thing, and we had been selling online before that, but like we really got serious about it. And then Sue took over and just organized things and, and prepared us for that transition. Yeah, it was quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that you guys almost identified phases of transition because I've spent a few minutes here and there kind of talking about what that reality looks like, jump, jumping from a job mentality to a business owner mentality. But I, we don't have a whole lot of content on that subject. I, that's something to be very interesting to dive into a little bit today if, if you guys are good with it. Like what were those phases you identified and, and where were the, maybe the rough edges that you had to, to work through that are maybe universal to couples or even maybe single moms out there that are thinking, I, I want to eventually go from job to business owner. What are those stages? What's it look like? If you guys cool with that, I'd love to hit that a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. And it was, and of course I was not working in the corporate world when we decided to make this jump. So for me, it was even a different transition of going from just managing the household to helping run business and and starting to think business wise. So, and that's something that I think one of the things that we've discovered we're six and a half years into the full-time uh, portion of this now. In fact, it was seven years ago this month that I started yeah. our Amazon business and really started working on it. So wow, uh, happy anniversary! That's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do mark the anniversary of the day that I came home from my day job. Yes, that's, we that's do. A holiday that's a right holiday. <laughs> As do I. That's a, it's in November. Yeah, in seventeen years, man. For me, but yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, that's a that's a huge day. Definitely circle that one on the calendar. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But one of the things that I think that we discovered is that there's always going to be layers to work through. I mean, even this year, even this far into it, we're, we still, I feel like this year, especially we've grown by leaps and bounds in our mindset and in our mentality and how we think about everything. So one of the aspects of it is that it's always changing and you're always growing, literally always growing. I don't, I don't know how we will ever be able to stop because it feels like we have so far to go yet. But being able to grow into that mentality has been very beneficial. I would say not just from a business perspective, but personally, just my own personal growth. I can feel my my mind developing and changing. I can see how I'm, and, and it translates into everything. The way I am managing the family now is is growing and changing. We had a a thing happened just today with the kids that I totally changed the way I've ever tried a certain thing. <laughs> And by golly, it worked. You know, I was just, I sat back and just was watching. I was like, wow, I can't believe how good this is working. So. Well, get, could you mind sharing a little more specific detail? I mean, I don't want to get any of your kids in trouble or anything. I mean, how, how far can we go with this one? We had to have a family meeting this morning. <laughs> we did. We did. <laughs> so I think, uh, you know, and we homeschool like you. And so, so we are all together basically 24 seven. So that has its own set of, Blessings and challenges. And um, so it had become a challenge to have everybody pull their weight and do their part with uh, basically household chores and such. And so I've tried like every idea I've ever come across, scheduling, not scheduling, you know, free will, you know, whatever. And, And none of it was really happening the way I wanted it to. So I finally just said, you know, the kids are kind of saying, you know, we don't like it when you do it this way. We don't like it when you do it that way. And so I just said, okay you three come up with how you want to do it. And we've got three left at home now. And I said, you three come up with how you want to do it. 
I said, it has to be on paper and I'm not responsible for blah, blah, blah. And I laid out the things. I said, you're taking, you know, you're going to take those on. They sat down and worked out a plan in about 45 minutes and yeah. hopped on it and lunch was good. And yeah. That's beautiful. You know, I'm kind of doing that with our team right now. Uh, rather than me saying, hey, here's the incentive program and the payment structure for these programs we're rolling out. I just put it on them and say, hey, you, you build it. Because then they can take ownership of it, right? You know, it's, it's occurring to me, and I love that point you're making right now, Sue. There's a bigger point that, that I'm going to try to articulate here that uh, people have heard me say this before, but we're illustrating it right now. The, this business journey makes you a better person is one way to say it. Another way to say it is from a, from a biblical model standpoint, the rules for a healthy marriage, healthy parenting, healthy business owner, being healthy physically, the rules are all exactly the same. The basic foundational fundamental rules, once you know and apply them, they work across the board. So if you're building a profitable business, you're learning lessons that you can apply to profiting in your health or profiting in your home. You know, Not necessarily more money in your pocket as you profit in your marriage, but a stronger marriage. You know, you're a better parent. These lessons all kind of cross-pollinate into your life and they change the way you think. Um, it, I would be a terrible employee, guys. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I would be terrible. This flexibility and the, my availability for my for my family, uh, you know, how close I'm able to be with my wife, and she can interrupt my schedule any day. As we're doing this podcast right now, literally, someone could come into my office, and I know you guys well enough to go, "Hey, let's re-record this one another time." The it was supposed to rain today. It's not. We're all going to a park, and you guys are like, "Cool, we got other stuff we could do too, right?" I mean, we. You can't do that with a job. It's like, hey, it's nice outside. See everybody. See you tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, it's just like the freedom, the liberty, the pri- how it allows you to put your priorities in, into the proper place. Yeah, we're blessed. And I, I love that you kind of cross-pollinated the parenting, the business, the lessons, how it's making you a better person because it is. It's a leadership journey is what it is. It's a serving, servant-based leadership journey in all those areas. I even say, you know, I don't know why I'm going so far off in this direction, but it's an extra degree of motivation for me to get up and run or work out in the morning if I'm doing it to make me a better servant leader of my family. If I'm just doing it as a single guy who wants to look better, there's some incentive there. But when all of a sudden you're doing it for those people that you want to provide and protect and the business people that you're serving, you want to be sharp so that when you think through and talk through and write and serve them, you're serving them well with your best ability. You're healthy for those reasons, bigger than you. It filters into every area of your life, right? It really does. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what are the lessons? I don't want to get too far off track. You guys talked about these stages that you kind of went through as you were planning. I think there's some good lessons, some good meat in there. Teach me something. (laughs) (laughs) You want to talk about budgeting? Well, yeah. So that was, that was one of the things. And we had always been up to this point when he was working still, we had always been a single income family. So I had always just been in charge basically of the outgo. And so I thought we had always lived pretty frugally, you know, out out of necessity, large family, one income. Um, But when we got ready to bring him home, we slashed the budget um, even more than we thought we could. I did physically prepare for for him to come home, like in the way of wanting to stock up as much stuff as we could, so that I wouldn't have I wouldn't have to be going out and buying it necessarily once he was home full time. And so there was a lot of the the budgeting stuff and, and stocking away as much as we could in the savings as well. 
So it was, you know, we tightened it even more. We found out we could live without cable or a dish, a satellite. <laughs> wow. Wait, no. you guys actually survived no satellite? So this was really hard on Larry. Actually, I he's the baseball fan. <laughs> no, actually, I very specifically remember we waited until after the baseball playoffs. Oh, we did. Okay. okay. <laughs> Timing is important. For me, it would be the uh, the end of the basketball season, right? So that so the budgeting part that was a big aspect of it, but I think that that again the becoming who we had to become in order to make that happen not just us but the kids the whole family uh, we all benefited from that we all learned. Uh, what we could really uh, do in the way of of everybody making sure they chipped in to to help keep that budget small and not use up stuff too quickly and not be wasteful with things and that kind of stuff. Well, and then there were some other things. We've got a really good accountant, which I definitely recommend that. And we just talked to him and just said, so now that we've got this this business, what are some things we're paying out of the personal budget that could come out of the business budget? Mm. And so things like our phone and internet, um, things like our cell phones, you know, stuff like that, that we can transfer out of our personal budget and, and, you know, use the, uh, tax deductions wisely. Mm -hmm. That really helped us out as well. Yeah. 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 You, a a couple hour conversation with an accountant as you're going through this, this change, this phase of transition could be invaluable. Yeah. I love that you said that. Some people think, oh, accountants, it's like hiring a lawyer. It's going to cost me all this money. No, there's great accountants that would be more than willing, maybe even for free, because you're potentially a new client. You're launching a small business. Hey, here's the things you want to be sure and do. Here's the things to look out for. When your business starts growing, here's my business card. Give me a call. Save you so much heartache and and so many missed deductions. A good accountant really pays for themselves, if not makes you money. Right, because they can help you massage the numbers to the point where you're getting all those legal deductions that you're owed that maybe you weren't even aware of. So great, yeah, I love that you mentioned that. That's a good thing to do in that transition phase, or as you're planning to make that make that jump to, you know, having your own business. Good point. Yeah, and then one of the, the biggest questions probably that we ever get is what about health insurance and dental insurance? Mm-hmm. And so um, there are some really great options out there now. Now we use Samaritan Ministries. I think you use, what do you use? MediShare, very similar. Yeah, it's medical bill sharing. Yep, there's some great ones out there. Yeah, yeah. So for our family, when we had seven people in the family at home, uh, it was still the same cost as what it is now, actually, around $500 a month Mm -hmm. for health insurance. Mm -hmm. And there are some issues you have to deal with as far as pre-existing conditions and such. You definitely have to dig into it and uh, talk to somebody and figure it all out. But, you know, compared to your regular insurance, I'll take this any day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we've had some health things like what I talked about. And really, when it's all uh, been said and done, we've had everything covered, you know, very, very small out of pocket. Uh, so it, that's, a, that's a really neat alternative that's out there. Yeah. And I, I've discovered, too, using this medical bill sharing, it's not really insurance, but it is used as it covers anything catastrophic. And we're not going to do a big commercial for it right now. You can look it up. But the thing I've noticed is when I go and negotiate bills with, because everything's negotiable in healthcare. Let's say you get a $5,000 bill for whatever and, and your, your healthcare sharing program covers 3,000 of it. And he said, now 2,000 is on you. Let's say, you know, this is a worst case scenario. I'll call them up and say, hey, you know, what can you guys do for me? You know, 
you guys got any plans, any programs? The worst case scenario is, hey, take three years and pay it off in equal monthly payments, no interest. How's that? You know, that's the worst case scenario. Sometimes I'll say, hey, if you can write a check right now for 800 bucks, we'll waive it. Because they're used to dealing only with insurance companies and collecting very little money from individuals. So negotiate all that stuff. But you learn those tricks over time. And uh, that's not a hurdle. You know, I, I remember having that same thought of, oh, what about all the benefits I get at having a job and the health insurance? And the, it becomes overwhelming to the point where you're like, it's not worth it to leave. Now, I've, I've got... Well, I mean, I iron more in a month now than I used to in a year. So that helps. <laughs> but, right. you know, that certainly helps. But all those benefits and things, they're so easy to easily replace. There are a lot of people out here running businesses on their own, figuring it out. And it's not as difficult as some might have you think. So yeah, I'm glad you mentioned specifics there, but the healthcare uh, sharing program. So there's even, there's group policies you can go to. Contact a good health insurance broker in your area and say, hey, here's my situation. Help me find some good options. That's exactly why they get in. It doesn't cost you anything to use these people. They get paid by the insurance companies if they refer you. So I would encourage anybody to do that, actually. I heard Dave Ramsey mention recently, he said, if any of your insurance policies, home, health, life, anything, are represented frequently in marketing campaigns with a cute little character or a memorable personality, you're paying too much. (laughs) Call an insurance broker right now. It's like, that's kind of cool. That's good advice. I like that. And again, leading right into, I mean, this just leads right into, again, about the people we need to become. Having been through that has made me much more conscious of decisions that we make that affect our health. And of being learning as much as I can about taking care of things at home that we can take care of at home that mm-hmm. I used to run to the doctor for. So mm. that has been a big uh, help as well. So again, it pushed me into becoming a better mom than I was before even. So Yeah, frankly, this would help the healthcare industry tremendously if everybody did this. <laughs> um, and this is, you know, I spent uh, 20 plus years in the healthcare industry. Uh, and I was the guy who was billing the insurances and dealing with all that type of stuff. Mm. But now, whenever we get a prescription for a medicine, we don't just run to the local drugstore. We we get online. We start looking for coupons. We're like, <laughs> where can I get this the least expensive? It's the exact same thing. I can go over here rather than going there. And I can save myself $50. I'm going to do it. And I think that mindset is actually a very valuable mindset for the American economy as a, as a whole. Yeah. Yet another area where thinking like an entrepreneurial business owner improves your life, <laughs> your family budget, even. You start to see numbers differently. You start to see them, you know, in the Hebrew uh, tradition, biblical model, uh, the word for money and the word for blood are overlapping have common meanings. They've got to be flowing, got to be circulating. If your blood's not healthy, you're not healthy. If your money's not being handled properly, um, that's what fuels and provides for the family. There's a lot of really cool illustrations that go into that. But yeah, you've got to manage it. Uh, I think some people kind of drift through life. What was the? It's a scary number. How many people are paycheck to paycheck? Man, so many millions of people could could use this shift in philosophy of that's not good enough. I need to launch a business. I think everybody needs to own a business. I used to say, well, some people aren't entrepreneurial. I get it. No, there's no excuse anymore. <laughs> everybody, literally everybody needs to have a side business of some kind and use the internet to launch and grow it creatively. I don't care where you're at in life. 
It could be just a little side stream, but everybody needs to have that because the opportunity is there. And like you said, the way it just forces you to think differently about money, business, life, health. It's such a healthy thing to go through, to put yourself through. But all right, what are the lessons did you guys pull out of that, uh, that, that period of time? And you guys are working on a book on this too, you said, right? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're working on that. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. You know, just another thing that, that came to mind is whenever you're starting that business, and, and we had our business for, I guess, eight years before we really got serious about it and dug into it. Uh, you don't have to wait that long. We just did. But we are the poster children for slow and steady, by the way. But, uh, you know, to be able to get some momentum going at, uh, in your business is so important. And so if you can, if you have an income and you can start your business off and just roll all the profits right back into the business, you are going to grow so much faster. Um, so because of what Sue did in preparing us for me coming home, we didn't take any money out of the business for six months. And so we really had a full 12 months then of constantly rolling the profits into the business. And, and we noticed whenever we had to start taking money out of the business, it did put a strain on the business that wasn't there before, but it, the business was stronger and able to, to carry that weight much better. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to take a quick break in this episode to let you know about our latest sponsor. I'm talking about your tasker, U-R-T-A-S-K-E-R. If you're selling on Amazon, eBay, Shopify, or Walmart, and you have an established brand, you're looking to grow, you need a team. Well, hey, if you're doing $50,000 or so a month or more in sales, you could cut your costs dramatically, boost your productivity by outsourcing tasks like pay-per-click management, listing optimization, customer service, inventory management. That's what they do at Your Tasker. Again, you are T-A-S-K-E-R. They're managing 250 accounts of great online sellers like you, and they're unique in a few different ways. Everyone on their team is an e-commerce trained specialist, trained in the latest strategies that will make your business grow. If you want to have a free consultation with these guys, which I highly recommend if you're qualified, give them a call. What do you got to lose? Just chat with them. They can help you grow. They've got a great team standing by ready. I've got a link in the show notes today, or just go to U-R-T-A-S-K-E-R.com, yourtasker.com. Tell them I sent you. You're going to love these guys. Well, I love that what we teach around here if someone's paying attention and they dive into what we teach, money, having enough money to go out and get product will be the constraint. Once you understand how we teach you how to go out and find $5 bills that you can turn into $20 bills, once you've got that skill, your only constraint is how fast can you run that machine? And uh, it being able to turn that money over, you know, it's, and, and I was there for a long time. And so I understand that struggle. Now we're at a different game where once you get really good at that, one of the things that's happening to us is people kind of line up wanting to write you checks because you're the guy that can turn 10,000 into 20,000. So please take my money, <laughs> right? And so managing that becomes your business model. And it, but it, but it, it's the same thing. It applies all the, way, all the way through. But once you're good at turning $5 into 20, you just add some commas and zeros uh, and you scale up. That's the stuff we teach around here. That's the stuff we do. But when you're first starting out, 
and there's no one lined up ready to give you money, you've got to watch how you're spending uh, because you've got to have more money to go out and get inventory. There is a, there's a uh, time period there where your money's sitting in inventory. It's being shipped and then it's sitting on the shelf and you're waiting for it to sell and your money is sitting out there where you can't get it in the form of physical products. So managing all that is a big deal. Some of the advice I give to, to couples, especially as they're considering you know, how much money do we need to have in the bank? I want to see if this resonates with you guys. We may have hit this in episode 62. It's been a while, but it's, it, you're trying to come up with how many months do we need to have in the bank? It's not how I feel that matters. It's how my spouse feels that matters. And whoever comes with the biggest number, that's what we're going with. Because the last thing you want to do is strain the most important relationship in your life as you're going through this process. And how did, how did you guys manage that? You know, you mentioned the six-month thing. Was that a number you guys came up with together? Yeah, you yeah. know, it's funny that you say that because that moves right into one of the things that I think we learned is about how to keep priorities straight. And definitely marriage has to be up there. It's, it's definitely above the business. Um, but yeah, for us, we've always, whenever we've had to come up with a number like that for anything, you know, we pray about it together. We pray about it separate. Then we come together and say, what are you thinking? And almost always we're in the same ballpark, at least. Um, yeah. And we both just kind of said, if we have six months sitting in the bank of expenses, sitting in the bank, then I think I'll be comfortable with this. You know, I'll, I'll say, yeah, we're ready to, to definitely make the leap. It still felt a little bit like we were jumping off a cliff, but it felt <laughs> like bottom was way lower. <laughs> it would take us a little longer to hit bottom. Yeah, so. I think Brent's the one who always says, building the plane on the way down. Yeah. You know, I love that analogy. Yeah, hopefully on the way up, you know, but yeah, yeah, same thing. We're still building and like, you know, let's pull out of this dive. It always yeah. feels like you're building while flying for sure. Yeah. yeah. That's just part of the, that's part of the journey, but you learn to get confident that a dip means there's another rise coming. And after you've seen that, that pattern, I've seen it for 17 years, five to 10 times a year, yeah. you experience a dip or a rise, a dip or a rise. But you look back over your shoulder at where I was before, what I used to think was a lot of money, what I used to think was a big problem, yeah. what I used to think was a true threat, yeah. what I used to think was a big opportunity. And they all seem so small now, <laughs> you know, oh, because the numbers have grown, the commas and zeros, like I said, uh, the team, the community, the momentum. And, it, and it's, it, you never get to rest because you've always got, uh, as Daniel Lappin says, you know, he knows what caused every plane crash in the history of the world. Gravity, <laughs> right? It's like, you don't get to just sit back and like, ah, now we've got something we can kind of just coast. Right, now, right. Even Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the history of the world or whatever, right? He's told his company, like this company will not exist someday. Mm-hmm. Our goal is to make that date as far in the future as possible. But at some point, this will all crash, burn and fall apart yeah. and people will lose money. Mm-hmm. It's inevitable. The journey is, Let's keep serving. This is my words now. You just got to keep serving and moving forward and building profitable products and trying new ideas and testing, knowing that nothing's permanent, but that's the journey. And the relationships and the cash benefits, of course, are awesome as well because that's how you pay the bills. But you start to find the foundation is in those relationships and the ideas. This community comes up with incredible ideas. I used to have to be, for example, the creative thinker that came up with every idea we're going to launch because it was just me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a team. I didn't have a community. Right. Now I've got a team and a community. They come up with such better ideas than I've ever had. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I'm like all my levels, all my ideas are like 
B minus C plus level. And then these <laughs> A plus ideas come out of the left field, great people like you guys. And uh, it's an incredible thing. But um, yeah, so where do, you, where do you guys go with that? What's, what's next on your list? Any other lessons learned? Or You know, um, I was just thinking as you were talking about that, kind of the, the dips and the valleys and the, the roller coaster. One of the things as you go along and as you get more experience with it, you start to recognize when you plateaued and when there was getting ready to be a dip, that used to always catch me off guard. Mm. And so somebody who's new at this or getting ready to take that leap, you know, they just need to recognize that those times are going to come and, and you'll be able to handle it, you know, especially with the community, you know, the community is so valuable. Um, but at this stage, sometimes you know, before it'd be sliding down. And it's like, I feel like I'm completely out of control and I don't know if this is going to go back up or not. And, um, I, I just think that after the 5,000 times that it's gone down <laughs> and it's come back up now, I'm kind of like, okay, it's down a little bit and this is frustrating and we need to make some adjustments, pivot. And, uh, but just the, the calmness that, that I can have now versus what I did before, uh, is, is really important to, just keeping everything in balance and everything checked there. Yeah, very much so. There's several things that add, you know, if we're Christians and as believers, our faith and our security but not supposed to be in our own ideas and our own resources. It's in God. Ultimately, it's all in his hands and we know that. But if I just look at it from a pure, like, cold, hard fact numbers vantage point, there is so much more security in what we're doing than there is in any career choice I could have made that was out there available to me. The multiple stream income, streams of income once established, having a community of people that have your back, knowing that even the worst case scenarios are really just kind of speed bumps. Worst case scenarios being things like, okay, Amazon shuts you down 100% cold, no explanation, boom, freezes your funds. What are you going to do? Like, we've got options. We've it doesn't happen very often, but when it does, we've got options. We have people create creative partnerships. You've still got the knowledge in your head. You've still got the ability to source the products you were sourcing. You recall the products, sell them through someone else's account. You've got a new creative partnership. That gets bigger than you ever would have done on your own anyway. But there's always a path forward, every single circumstance. So once you've removed all those scariest scenarios and you, you begin to be able to relax a little bit and, man, this, this is more stable and secure with more long-term benefits for my relationships, for my health, flexibility of schedule, and my finances. There's more stability here than anything that's out there available to me. That's a great, it's a great place to be, but it's not without its drama, just like any other career choice would be. That's life. (laughs) No drama-free path to to bliss. Um, You know, we're not trying to present that. Um, But I love that we're navigating it. And I think we're being very transparent. You know, we're not selling... That's, I love that we've never had a sales page for any of our courses or products. It's like a yacht with a stack of cash. And that's just cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how people fall for that. I don't. <laughs> what made you fall for that? That sales page. But we're very realistic about it. It's it's a journey. There's going to be speed bumps. There's going to be challenges. But we do it as a team. We do it as a community. And I think a lot of people will probably be saying, "Hey, that uh, that Larry and Sue. I want them to be my coach. I like those guys after this." <laughs> And all of our coaches, just incredible. I'm blown away by all of them. I wish we got to spend more time together. Yeah, yeah. You know, just thinking about the whole having more more stability now than what we're used to. You know, in my day job, I went through a time period where my salary was frozen, and then they started taking away bonuses. 
And so I'm working harder and longer and making less money. So why do you think you wanted him to come home? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is stressful. Yeah. And it, exactly. That's stressful. Yeah. It's not always in running a business. It's not always that you have to work harder. It's not always that you have to work longer. Um, but most of the time, if I do work harder and I work longer, things are going to grow, mm-hmm. you know, and, and then we start saying, okay, how do we put systems into place to stabilize this so I can go back to working less and, you know, less time, less harder. But we've, we just have so much more control over our income now than what we used to. And it's just such a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Well, give me, give me an idea uh, what you were earning before, what you're earning now, like what level it takes to sustain the family and you know, talk us through the numbers a little bit. I always like to be as specific as folks are comfortable with about the numbers. Yeah. So, um, let's, I don't I mean, when he was working, it was, well, it kept going down. I mean, we were <laughs> making around, was it like 45,000 a year mm-hmm. or something like that? Yeah. I mean, at, at one point I was making 50,000 and then it was declining to probably the low forties, mm-hmm. you know, so on a percentage wise, you're looking at a 20% cut just because my, my income or my bonuses had been, had been taken away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Along the way, they changed hours at, at the location where I was working. And so, you know, again, the idea was going to be I'd either have an early shift and get home early, or I'd have a late shift and be able to be home for a while in the morning. And it just ended up that I would go in early and stay late, <laughs> you know, and so I would end up working extra hours. And, and then with the income going down, we were running this, the business on the side at the time. It was almost entirely eBay, I guess, at the time. And of course, the extra hours of work impacted uh, the business as well. Yeah. And that, like before we got really serious, I don't know that we really made much profit with the side things, but we got a lot of other benefits. We got a lot of non-monetary benefits out of right. that, you know, in our homeschool and all that kind of thing. We, um, so there was a lot of things that, that came as a result of that. And then when Larry came home and we really tightened down our budget, so we were spending a lot less than, than what we were. And it took a while. It, it took a while to get back up to, in fact, I don't know. I think, I think now we're probably at the level we were at when he was working full time. As far as what we're putting in our pocket, we're, you know, but it's what different. Do we do? It, it's, di- it's so different. It feels so much better. I don't know. Well, and part of it is because we have a good accountant and yeah. there's, there's some tax benefits yeah. to having the business. So when the business is covering certain expenses, I talked about the health insurance, the business covers health insurance for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so frankly, we don't need as big of an income as what we had before. And so it took us a while to replace that. And again, you know, like I said, we didn't even take any money out of business for the first six months. And, but now you've got, you know, the, we're our employees of the corporation and we get distributions and we get mileage reimbursement, <laughs> which the mileage reimbursement is, is much more than what gas and oil changes are going to cost you, you know? So it, it kind of actually becomes a problem. Like if you go to a bank for a loan and something, they say, what's your income? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> it's enough. <laughs> pay all our bills. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the the, uh, the small business model is kind of misunderstood by traditional lending institutions for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think too that that a big part of the whole money idea thing is that in the process of 
it's just this year that I feel like I'm totally overcome. I said when he first came home, how are we going to do this without chasing the almighty dollar? Because everything that we do affects how much money comes in and we got to always be thinking about it and, and all that kind of thing. And I think finally this year, I've gotten to the point where we've lived through enough of this and seen God provide so many times and sometimes from unexpected places that I don't stress out about the money and I don't feel like we're chasing it all the time anymore. I mean, we're making money, we're doing things to make money, but I don't feel like, I definitely don't feel like we're chasing after the almighty dollar. And I think that we've uh, overcome that, that, uh, I don't know what the right word is, temptation, right? I don't know. Anyway, whatever that is, we don't do that anymore. (laughs) Or I don't do that anymore. I don't know if you ever did, but. (laughs) No, it's good now. Yeah. So. Well, I love just the, the transparency with which you guys talk about this subject. I think it's going to help a lot of people, encourage them. It's going to make it feel like you know, this is a very realistic path that they could take for themselves. There's, there is opportunity here. Uh, I would like to hear you guys talk about the future though. Like, you know, what do you see your family and business looking like? And it's hard to project sometimes because opportunities pop up unexpectedly and things change. But what are your goals? What are you heading for? And when you talk about the future, how do those conversations go? Yeah, I love that that question. I was just listening to a podcast the other day, and this is uh, some training on mindset and such, which, you know, first of all, we're constantly in training. We're constantly mm-hmm. learning. Um, but that was one of the things that she suggested is picture in your mind what, what the future would look like. And and I do, I picture us running teams and and with our businesses with all the business models that we have, they are very much where we can be overlooking these and overseeing these. And of course, we'll get in there and do some of the work ourselves. Some of them will require us to be doing the work ourselves. But, uh, but I definitely see us more managing, overseeing. I see much more flexibility in our schedule coming up in the next, say, year or two. And, um, and just more more freedom, even than what we have now to be able to travel and you know, spend even more time with our kids. And You know, one of the big things for us, we've had on our heart, probably from the time we got married, we've had adoption on our heart. Mm-hmm. And the Lord never led us to that path. We never, we never have felt, you know, it just, it never happened for us. It was never something we really felt like, okay, we are supposed to pursue this for our own family right now. But it's something that we're surrounded by. There's a lot of people in our church that are fostering and adopting. And there are some really neat ministries around here that are happening with the foster care ministry. And we are starting to get involved with those uh, ministries. And so able to come alongside the families who are doing it and and helping them. And so I think that for, for me, it's really neat that sometimes in the middle of the week, we can go to, you know, an event that's going to benefit them. We can participate in an activity. We can, you know, give towards whatever it is that they're uh, putting together. And it's become really neat because I feel like we are, we have a little bit of a finger in a lot of families. And so it's different than it would be if we had gone through that ourselves, but we still get to have a part of that. And I love it. And it's such a blessing to be a part of it. And so I think that is another one of those things that's going to increase as we continue to put teens in place and give ourselves even more time freedom than what we have right now. Yeah. If the kid's getting older and my, my wife, Andrea and I have talked about that next stage for us. And we have done the adoption thing. Three of our five are, 
or international adoptions. So we're pretty comfortable with that process, but we've talked about fostering and as our kids are getting older and moving out, you know, but having the flexibility to even think about life that way, just such a, such an incredible thing, such a contrast. It's getting harder and harder for me to remember exactly what it felt like, for example, on a Sunday night, just dreading Monday morning. But if I, if I think about it for a minute, I can go back there pretty quick to like, I don't want to have to get up and go away from my family doing something I'm not passionate about. And kudos to the moms and dads who do it every day anyway. That's part of, that's like, you know, part of real life. Sorry. Sometimes you got to do stuff you don't want to do and that's where you're at, but you can change it. That's the point. And you can live a very different kind of life. And you know what? We're not talking about, you know, multiple millions of dollars by pushing a few buttons. You know, this is real life. This is what it looks like to take this path and we've got some incredible things going. We're making a lot of money. We have a lot of incredible success stories with huge, impressive numbers around here. But we have other people too that are, hey, you know, we found a different way to do life. We're very happy with where we're at and the future looks very bright. So congratulations on doing life the way you guys are doing it. And, but it, and I consider you a premier success story because you've got a great marriage, a great family. You're running a business, you're hiring people, creating opportunities. It's a beautiful story. And I think a lot of people would do anything to trade places with where they're at and have something more like what you guys have. Um, that's why I love what we do. But the last, last question I want to ask you guys before we wrap this one up is what you might say to, uh, let, I'm going I'm to say the listener who maybe still has a job, they're looking to make this transition, possibly maybe someday, it seems just like an unrealistic dream to actually work from home and have a business. What's out there? You guys are coaches in our community. What would you say to someone who's thinking in that direction? You know, when you were talking about that Sunday night feeling that you had, <laughs> I remember that so well still. I mean, it's again, six and a half years later. And not only that, but on on Monday mornings, I'd been home, I don't know, it'd been several months. And Monday mornings, I would get this like really sick feeling in my stomach and I'd get like, I don't know, it was just terrible. And I remember talking to Sue and going, I don't know what's wrong with me. You know, I, I don't know if I need to see the doctor or what. And all of a sudden, I realized this was the time of the Monday morning meeting that we had every week at my work. Wow. My body was detoxing from the work environment, you know. And so, so I'll just say to anybody who's working a day job still yet, and maybe some people love their job and some people don't, but if, if you are fighting through that fight and doing what has to be done, I say, you know, good job, you know, keep doing it. And as you can, start something on the side and it can grow little by little. The slow and steady approach is, is just so beautiful, you know, and, um, and it takes some dedication. You're going to have to carve out probably 10 to 15 hours a week at a minimum to get started with this, dedicate some money. You know, soon I sat down with our budget and we put a thousand dollars into the business to start. And, and the first part of that was buying pack. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. And then the rest of it was for inventory and, and we literally did this. Like when Sue was starting, she would go to the store, she'd have $40 in her pocket. And when she got $40 in the cart, she'd check out and that's what we sold that week. And, and so we, you know, from small beginnings, great things can happen. So I'm just encouraging anybody who's got this dream, this vision, you know, just get started slow and uh, be steady with it and it'll happen. And I think a big piece for me is to uh, have that goal written down and put it where you yeah. can see it. For yeah. us, we put our goals on the wall in our office so that we can see it. And we look at those, you know, we readjust them. And it's never been 
yes, we're moving like this. And it's all smooth and steady. It's always been the roller coaster, but yeah. into we start here and we're ending up here. And so if that's what, you know, and so set your goal, like however you write it down, I need to be bringing this much in, or I need to, you know, th- by this date, I want to do, you know, I want to be doing this or whatever. And, and keep looking at that. There's something about your brain works on it when it's in front of you all the time, even almost involuntarily. And so I think that that has been huge for us to set those goals up and have them in front of us. And it pushes me. Sometimes there's times I, I want to stop and, you know, whatever, go take a nap or whatever, you know, I'm tired and, and I, but I'll see that goal. You know, if I do this one more thing, it's going to move me a little bit closer. And so I'll do that one more thing. And so it pushes me. And so I think that that's something that can be really beneficial to someone who wants to make a transition as well. Yeah. And on the topic of writing things down, keeping a journal as you begin this journey, so you can look, that's something I wish I'd been more disciplined about. I'd love to be able to go back and see, and I can kind of piece it together from the emails that I wrote uh, back then, but just keeping a journal of what's working, what isn't working, how you're feeling throughout the journey, because you're going to make far more progress than you realize. That slow and steady approach, always be learning. Just simply, I'd say simply replace some of that entertainment time with learning time. Yeah. Five minutes, 10 minutes, do what you can. Pretty soon you'll be hooked. It'll be half an hour, a couple hours. And you mentioned the pack, the proven Amazon course. Just drift your way through that content. It's not a, uh, you know, there's several different modules. You're never going to consume all of it. Don't try to do that. But just start soaking up good ideas from good people who are doing this business the right way. And I think you'll be amazed where you find yourself in even just a couple months as compared to where you're starting now. So yeah, but just a little encouragement for the, for the new listeners, maybe the, those who are new to our community or those who haven't taken action yet to start their business. Uh, I think we're going to motivate a lot of people with this episode. Larry and Sue, it was, it was really great hanging out with you guys today and lots of good things coming in the future with you guys as well. Lots of exciting projects. And I think we're going to be hearing from you guys a lot more, it sounds like. Oh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, it's very exciting. We we love the opportunities we get to hang out with you too. You're a very good influence on us, and and we're very grateful that the Lord led us to you and your community. Yeah. It's obviously changed our lives. So, well, it, it is. It's it's a it's a very incredible community. We're we're getting noticed by some just incredibly influential big names and and people that have contacted us. We're making a real impression. I think we're shifting a culture. I really do. And you guys are a big, big part of that. So thanks for the hard work that you've put in behind the scenes. And and for the listeners today who've hung out with us for a little bit, gave us your most valuable asset, some of your time. We really appreciate that. I hope and our prayer is always that it's a great investment for you, that you feel encouraged and motivated after spending some time with Larry, Sue, and I. Uh, we're here for you. Our community stands ready. If you're not a member of our Facebook group, jump in. If you haven't grabbed the proven Amazon course, quite possibly the best investment you'll ever make in establishing a legitimate home-based business, grab that course. It's in the show notes as always, silentgym.com slash podcast. We'll do another episode real soon. God bless all the business building warriors out there, Larry and Sue. Love you guys. Great job today. And then we'll talk to everybody real soon. Thanks so much, Jim. Hey, one last thing before I let you go. I want to remind you about today's sponsor. Big thanks to your tasker, spelled U-R-T-A-S-K-E-R.com. Go to their website and get a free consultation if your business is selling more than $50,000 per month on eBay, Amazon, Shopify, or Walmart. Man, these guys can help you with those daily tasks and you can really grow. It's time to get a team. 
give your tasker a shout and tell him I sent you. Thanks for sponsoring the show today, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.